This is Stability, financial talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell from Stability Partners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gene and Brian provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Stability Financial Talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell. Hi, and welcome back to Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. My name is Gene Casagrande. And I'm Brian Powell. We are with Stability Partners. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call. Our number is 832-559-8393. And you can visit us online at stabilityfinancialtalk.com to check out all our past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions you have or to come in and set up a face-to-face meeting. That's right. So, you know, Brian, for a lot of retirees, um, occasional or even frequent travel, it may just not be enough adventure. You know, they may be looking to sort of put down new permanent roots by maybe becoming part of the increasingly large number of people who just pack up and move out of the country once they're done working. They're gone. We've had some clients do this. Well, this is going to be a great topic. A lot of us have probably seen news stories. There's always things in the Wall Street Journal and things like that about how Americans are choosing to retire in a foreign country. And some might be doing it to to stretch their retirement dollars further uh, due to some countries' much lower cost of living. And for others, it could just be a desire to see more of the world and and get out of wherever they're at. Have some more adventure, sure. Uh, of course, though, the, the the current pandemic is somewhat of the elephant in the room here with all the travel <laughs> think, restrictions, right? but that's not going to last forever. That's and right. uh, eventually we'll be traveling again and um, planning for an expat style retirement is still a great goal. And it's going to take some time to plan this out. So um, five years from now, 10 years from now, um, should things let's keep our fingers crossed we should be able to pull this off with no problems right that you know that sounds like a great plan um but before we get into the specifics of some of the really great places to relocate to in retirement we should also spend a little time talking about how to position yourself and your finances to get there right so the first tip is to really understand your time horizon so your current age the age at which you hope to retire, right? Provide the foundation for your overall financial strategy. And then the larger the gap between your current age and your preferred retirement age, the better your finances can potentially weather the market's natural ups and downs. And that's a a great way just to say, start this as soon as possible in in your career, uh, not only just for retirement, especially if you wanna have some kind of adventure retirement, because saving even you know a few bucks out of every paycheck starting in your 20s in a 401k or something may not seem like you're saving a lot at the time. But when you factor in time value of money, compounding and all that, doing that for 40, 50 years can really be helpful. Yeah, we preach about this all the time to, to our younger clients and to our kids even. Um, so definitely, I agree with you on that one. Um, so 
determining your retirement spending needs is really also important, right? So if retiring in a faraway land really appeals to you, you'll want to be certain that your finances are in order. Now, a lot of people think their annual spending in retirement will only be, say, 70 to 80 percent of what it was when they were working, but that can be really a very dangerous assumption. So, you know, if your mortgage isn't paid off or you incur unforeseen medical bills, you really could find yourself spending a lot more than you initially anticipated. And that 70 to 80 percent is really an average of what you would spend overall in retirement, but you're, you're, front end of retirement is going to be a lot more loaded with cost and spending than when you're in your late 80s and 90s. You're not going to be doing as much then. But anyway, so if you're looking to move out of the country or just want to enjoy retirement full of travels and adventures, you've got to be very clear about your spending goals while you're still developing your strategy. And really underestimating how much you'll be spending in retirement is a recipe for disaster, especially if you're doing it in a, in a uh, foreign country. Right. You know, another important step is to sit down and calculate your after-tax rate of return on your various sources of income. And it's important to take this step so that you can determine if your investments will provide the money that you need to enjoy the retirement that you want, right? And developing a relationship with an experienced financial service professional can really help keep you on track and focused on your retirement goals. And then that could, um, you know, potentially open up new ways of financial thinking and maybe even some new income opportunities for you. Well, it's never a bad idea. You know, we kind of have a bias to working with professionals, but it's sure. it it can help you get some fresh ideas and fresh approaches to funding your goals out there and also have somebody that's not going to lie to you or tell you what you want to hear if there are gaps or shortfalls in your plan. Yeah, that's very true. And along those same lines, it's also important to spend some time thinking about your risk tolerance versus your income earning goals, right? And by taking this step, you can really better determine what types of investments might best fit your situation. So again, this is another place where working with a financial service professional really may be beneficial. Yeah, there there's strategies for just about every level of risk tolerance out there, uh, the appropriate investments, portfolios, and things like that. And that's one of the things that a, a pro can help you with on that. Yeah, most definitely. So, so, so you know, it's also important to stay on top of estate planning. Yeah. So estate planning, um, that can be a key part of an overall financial strategy. Now, when it comes to estate planning, you will definitely want to work with someone who is well-versed in estate planning strategies and implementation. So it, in addition to working with an attorney and an accountant. So with proper estate planning, you can really ensure that your assets are eventually distributed exactly as you wish. And being out of the country, if something happens to you, you need a really sound um will and trusts and all that good stuff to to really make sure your wishes are executed like you want. Correct, so, correct. But let, that brings us back to what we were going to talk about to begin with here is um, retiring someplace fun or exotic or adventureful out the adventureful. Is that even a word? It is now. <laughs> it is adventureful, now. <laughs> an adventureful retirement. So uh, there was a 
Investopedia article that that caught my eye the other day called The Best Countries for Retirement Abroad, and it had some good insights as to why this might be a good option for some people, and described some of the popular uh, countries that Americans are looking to retire to. Yeah, I, I saw that and read that article too. So let's talk about some of the criteria that they used in determining their list of some of their favorites. Yeah, so and this is a, a great list to, to go through. It's going to be something you keep on top of because countries can have things that change in them a lot and you know and how how uh, overall how countries are responding to the current pandemic would be one of the pieces that would be a, a good thing to look at as well uh, but uh, specifically uh, the things we're looking at is how easy is it to buy property to own property and how are in in that country and how are the value of those inve- property investments holding on there or if you're wanting to rent what's the cost of renting or what are some of the the pitfalls and things to be aware of when renting in a foreign country looking at uh, what sort of benefits of a uh, resident there um, are available to you like health care or even the simple stuff like entertainment right. um, looking of course at the the visa and residency requirements um, some of the places that are really easy to get into uh, are great and there's some that are don't want people coming there you're not going to be retiring in say New Zealand very easily so uh, also look, of course, at the cost of living. You want to have some place that's going to stretch your dollar even further. So that's a great factor to look at. And then fitting into the culture to see how easy it is to integrate yourself in and how easy is it to make friends? Is there a language barrier? Again, what are the amenities down there? Do they have the same sort of things that you're used to, or is it going to suddenly become a little primitive for you? And then healthy living that goes in with the the healthcare and and again their pandemic response, those types of things. Development and infrastructure is it easy to get in and out of the country, or is it a um, is it a challenge? The climate, of course, everybody wants a nice, wonderful, balmy, tropical climate, so that's good. And then the stability of the country's political situation, because some um, idyllic countries have flipped overnight and become places you don't really want to be in, at least for the short term. Yeah, and I think those measurements really make a lot of sense. And I think they'd certainly address most of the questions and concerns that someone would have about moving to a foreign country after they retire. So so let's just jump right into the country list. Okay. The, the first country that was on this list was Panama. And it's it's one that's actually getting a lot of attention when it comes to hospitality for foreign retirees. They're known for their hats and canals. <laughs> they are. Um, Panam- Panama also has beautiful mountains and, you know, g- gorgeous beaches and very importantly, um, the people there have a reputation for being very welcoming and friendly to visitors. And of course, the country's cost of living is also very affordable. And another place that when it comes to to warm beaches and beautiful scenery and uh options like that is Costa Rica, which is a country that's gained a lot of, of uh, positive reviews for being an ecotourism haven. So it's good for a retiree who enjoys an active, healthy lifestyle. And on the countries on the list, it earned the highest scores for health care, amenities, and healthy living. And it's um, 
cost of living really makes it affordable even on a small retirement budget. And our, our clients who have been there have just raved about it. That's on that's on my bucket list when we can start traveling again. Yep. So the next great option for retirees looking to move out of the country is our next door neighbor to the south. That's, of course, Mexico. And because it combines modern amenities with somewhat of a rustic feel. And when it comes to the all-important climate, it, man, it's tough to beat Mexico's weather. Um, you know, it, Mexico also earned the highest ratings on international livings list for amenities, as well as the ease of establishing residency. Mm. Now, American retirees can get a temporary resident visa by meeting minimum monthly income or asset requirements or by owning property in Mexico. Then if you plan to stay for the long term, you can apply for a permanent resident visa, which does have higher income and asset requirements. And then finally, Mexico's proximity to the United States is also valuable because it makes visits from family and friends much easier and less expensive, right? Yeah, but one one downside to Mexico, and this goes into the the notion of a country's political stability and situation, is that you've seen in the headlines a lot of the, some of the cartel violence. So you, it, it goes just without uh, stating really that you really need to understand the situation in the region you're looking at. There's parts of Mexico that are big expat parts that are not anywhere close to those types of activities. And then there's some that are really hot spots. So um, just like anywhere else, one part of the country is not necessarily like the other. Uh, Just like the United States, right? Exactly. So the next country on the list is Ecuador. And of course, that's a country, the nation that combines beautiful beaches and mountains and the countryside and the best of city living. And kind of seeing a theme here in in beaches and mountains. Oh, doesn't that sound good? So, you know, Ecuador's climate features an average annual temperature of 67 degrees. That really sounds nice right about now. And even better, housing is a bargain with rental prices coming in at about 70% 70 lower than here in the United States. Now, Ecuador seems like a country that kind of flew under the radar for a while, but that's now getting more attention for what it offers retirees. And uh, the next one kind of surprised me a little bit because it's one of only three countries on the list that aren't in Central or South America, but it's Malaysia. And, you know, it's, it's again, a, just a beautiful, beautiful spot, country, uh, yeah. Pacific spot, but uh, it's got a relatively low cost of living. And again, another long list of am- amenities and um, a modern modernization there. So, but consumer prices, including rent, are really roughly about 50% lower than in the U.S. And so one, one fact that stuck out was uh, the rent on a one-bedroom apartment is around $400 a month in some in the in some of the cities there so um you can see why that makes it a an yeah, attractive and, place for and, people and to retire malaysia has got so many hundreds of islands you know that make up the the country there you've got all kinds of different little microcultures you can visit and and enjoy different kinds of food and and a lot of uh, difference just to see in in malaysia by itself right right so you know, those really sound like some great options but Now we need to talk about how a person goes about making a move to a foreign country, right? How do you actually do it? So as you might imagine, moving to someplace like Panama or 
Costa Rica it isn't as simple as packing your bags, hopping on a plane, and it really does take a lot of planning. So the first step is checking the visa and residency requirements of the country you're interested in moving to. So you can visit the Department of State's country-specific information to determine if you'll need a visa to enter and reside in the country in which you want to move, right? Yeah, and again, also the one of the, the most important things to do is to research the safety and political stability. The U.S. State Department has, uh, on their website, has uh, sites A lot where, of good information. Where you, can, yeah. where you can get up-to-date info about how stable various countries are and any alerts or warnings about traveling to specific locations. Uh, in some places, the government may actually... Uh, again, pre-COVID, restrict your ability to travel to certain countries. And, you know, and now with the pandemic on, the, the pretty much everywhere is mostly restricted. So again, long-term planning here. Right. But really a successful move is definitely going to depend on your due diligence, right? So to that end, you should also determine the rules of foreign ownership before you choose a destination. And because many countries have rules and regulations about who is allowed to own property and how that property is used. And some foreign countries, um, excuse me, some countries ban foreign ownership altogether. So your best resource in this area is going to be a local real estate agent who can find um, or really go sort through the international consortium of real estate associations, right? Yeah, to, there, to get, there's, several, find there's several trade groups like that that you can find of international real estate agents that is specifically in your the country you're looking at well as well just to, to get a local's eye view because trying to, I wouldn't ever try to buy property just virtually in a whole nother country. So, right. and that, that goes on to, it's really best to go visit and go see, go multiple look, times, look at the, right. at that, uh, before you try to buy anything, just to make sure you're not backed up to, to there. It's a piece of property they've been trying to unload on some unsuspecting foreigner for years. So, um, you need to really get your feet on the ground and check it out there and, uh, visit in more than one season and, and stay in the neighborhoods that you were, if possible, where you're looking to purchase property, kind of go native for a little while. And then once you've thought about that, you're unless you're going to be paying cash, you need to move on to thinking about financing that purchase. And the the question would be, of course, is is financing a home in a foreign country as easy as financing a home purchase here in the United States? I think we know the answer to that. Right. It, it is not. That's the answer. It is not. So, in fact, finding a U.S.-based bank or another lender that will provide a mortgage on a foreign property, that can be difficult. Some local banks provide um, abroad will provide loans to foreigners, but it's not guaranteed. So your best option may be to find a property that you can afford to buy outright for cash. And doing so will give you really more negotiating power, right? And a less complicated transaction. Yeah. So it, the financing sounds like it's hard enough in the U.S. to try to do it in, for a foreign country would sounds just like a, a big problem. So it can be. 
Yeah, but m- moving overseas, it does sound like a great option, but you, you have to make sure you take every necess- necessary step during the planning process and really get a plan step-by-step worked out. And one of those steps to have in there is organizing your assets and taxes, because while you might be moving abroad, your assets aren't necessarily going with you. I wouldn't in- take them and invest them in the country you're going to um, stock and, and some of the things like um, your annuities and IRAs and, and other similar products, they of course can remain in the U S where the economy and political situation really offers a much better level of economic stability. Right. And, um, you know, unless you give up your U S citizenship, which means you'll also give up social security, um, you'll be subject to the same tax requirements that you are here at home. And you'll still have to file an income tax return with the IRS. You'll still have to declare any money that you withdraw from your retirement accounts, right? That's mm-hmm. taxable income to you. And, and there's the option or the, the, the notion that sometimes you might end up being double taxed because you'll be taxed by the United States and the country that you're moving yeah, to. So it really depends definitely where you are. investigate that. But and then there's banking. Banking, uh, you know, the to manage your day to day expenses, you should probably get a local bank account in the local currency that will accept transfers from your U.S. based accounts, whether they're bank or retirement, uh, so you can pay your bills easily. And now, credit cards like Visa, Mastercard, American Express, you know, the big the big three there, are are generally accepted everywhere throughout the world, which gives you an option to cover living expenses and purchases and and everything. Um, but you just need to make sure you're not having any sort of additional fees for using your cards internationally. Make sure that there, right, there's no tra- those transaction fees. Because those can really those, add up. Those can add up if there's yeah. any uh, currency exchange fees and things like that in there. You know, a lot of our listeners are going to be curious about managing their health care if they move to a foreign country. And this is another area where diligent planning is really essential. So many U.S. health insurance policies will not cover you while you're living abroad or even traveling abroad. And even though Social Security follows you when you travel, unless, of course, you've given up your U.S. citizenship, then you give up Social Security, right? don't, Don't do that. Medicare coverage does not extend outside of the U.S. And that's one that surprises a lot of people that are looking at this and they think, okay, well, now I'm 65, Medicare's gotten me covered. Right. But only if you're here in the United States. So the good news is, depending on where you retire to, local health care may be affordable. Um, so, <laughs> Very you, affordable. you know, um, some people feel like they may not even need insurance if that's the case. And if your destination country provides subsidized health care for its citizens, make sure foreign residents have the same access to the same care for the same cost. And there's several countries that you can just sign up and be part of their national health, even though you're um, just out there on a, on a visa and not actually a citizen. But one thing you need to think about is the notion of that country's, the quality of the health care there. How's, yeah. how's the quality? Very, very true. Um, you know, in some countries, health care may be affordable, but may not be up to the standard that you're used to, right? So if that's the case, you should factor in the expenses you'll incur traveling home for healthcare services. And then um, also some American or international companies sell 
health insurance to Americans living abroad. So, that's, oh, so they, that can be an option. They specifically work with this market. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, retiring to an exotic, well, at least compared to us here, like in Houston, um, location sounds like a dream to many, but it's really achievable with good planning uh, as long as you are planning both logistically and financially. And so if this is something you want to work into your retirement strategy, I uh, encourage you to visit our website at stabilitypartners.com or call us at the office here at 832-559-8393 to discuss how we might be able to answer questions both on retirement and uh, moving abroad to um, address your concerns. And so it's our goal to help you prepare for whatever kind of of retirement you you see yourself having even if it's on an island right yes, there you go so, <laughs> so anyway this uh, concludes another episode of stability financial talk with gene and brian my name is gene casagrande and i'm brian powell that's me yeah <laughs> so take care we'll talk to you again soon okay bye thank you for listening to stability financial talk don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan For more information, please contact Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell at Stability Partners. Call 832-559-8393 or visit them online at stabilitypartners.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance services and products are offered through Stability Partners LLC and affiliated companies. Stability Partners LLC and Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.